We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're talking about being transformed by the renewing of the mind. Did you know that words can transform you or words can defile you? Words defile or they can transform. Now, we're here in James, the first chapter. We're talking about the man that's a hearer of the word, not a doer. Let's pick up with verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. See, we've found out the man that's a hearer, not a doer. He'll find out what God said about him, what he is, what God says he is. Then he'll go out and when he faces the hard places, he doesn't do what the word says to do. And then the circumstances of life bowl him over. But now whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. You've got to continue in these things, folks. You don't just do it one time and say, well, I did it, but it didn't work. Keep doing it. <laughs> continueth therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Notice the word, a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deeds. It is work to do the word of God. And he says, you've got to be a doer of the work. You've got to work the works of God. The works of God just don't work themselves. Just because the Bible says you're redeemed from the curse doesn't mean that you're just going to float through life on a rosy bed of ease and everything's going to be wonderful. No, it means it can be. It means that you can win the battles. There was a fellow came and counseled with a minister friend of mine. And he was telling him, said, man, I'm just getting so tired of this thing. He said, I just win a battle. And he said, I'm in another trial. I win one and I'm in another battle. And he said, man, it's just battle after one battle after the other. And see what he's doing? He's thinking on the things that are not good, not lovely, not of good report. And the pastor just sat there and listened to him for a while. And he said, glory to God. And the guy said, what are you saying glory to God about? He said, do you understand what you just told me? That every time you have a battle, you win the victory. And you get in another battle and you win the victory. He said, that is right, isn't it? Glory to God. <laughs> but you see, he centered up on the problem. He got on the mountain and he's in the valley. He had a trial. He centered up on the trials and the troubles instead of recognizing that he had won every battle. Amen. See, that's like the two little boys. The mother said, we're going to go to grandma's house if we've got enough gas in the car. Said, go look and see. Boy, they took off running. One of them come back and said, forget it, it's half empty. The other one come back and said, get your hat on, mama. Said, it's half full. <laughs> Now, I'll tell you, there's more truth to that than there is poetry when you learn to look at things according to the scriptures. The word says it, then I'm going to dwell on what the word says. I'm going to be a doer of the word and I'm going to continue to say what God said about me. Now, James says, but a doer of the work, if he's a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Now, I didn't say that. James said that, inspired by the Spirit of God, he'll be blessed in whatever he does. 
Then he says in verse 26, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Now what's he talking about? He's talking about deceiving your own heart. If any man seemeth to be religious, and there's a lot of folks that seemeth to be religious. Yes, amen. Bless God, I believe it from cover to cover. But then they don't bridle their tongue. They pray one thing and they say another. They pray for the wisdom of God and then they get up and before they get out of the church. They say, oh dear God, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just so worried. I never know what to do. I always make dumb decisions. You watch and see, I'll make the wrong decision. I'll be paying for it the rest of my life. You seem to be religious, all right, but you have deceived your heart and what you believed was in vain. Because you believed the wrong thing. You prayed one thing and you believed another. You didn't have any faith in your prayer. Your confession was that I didn't get the wisdom of God. Well, thank God if you pray for the wisdom of God, whether you felt like you got it or not, your confession should be, thank God I have the wisdom of God. I'll know exactly what to do when it comes time to make the decision. I'll make the right decision. I'll be in the right place at the right time. And in the name of Jesus, I'll make the right decision. Well, somebody said, now how can you say that when you don't know up here what you're going to do? It's easy. Just watch me. I open my mouth and I say, thank God I have the wisdom of God and I will make the right decision." Well, somebody said, now, where did you get that? What do you base that on? I base it on the scripture. I base it on Mark eleven twenty three that says that I can have what I say if I believe and doubt not in my heart and believe that those things which I saith will come to pass. I base it on a scripture in Job 22 and 28 where it says, decree a thing, it shall be established to you. Now, that doesn't just mean anything. But if you can find it in the word of God, Get it in you until faith come. Decree what God's word says. It shall then be established to you. It first must be established to you to be true. Then light shall shine upon your path. See, God will illuminate you to what you decreed. Even though you don't know mentally what you're going to do or the decision you're going to make or what situation going to be. When the time comes and somebody said, well, how do I know that I have the right decision when the time comes? If you prayed and you believe God, you ask for wisdom. The Bible said, Jesus said, if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you shall find all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall, you shall, you shall receive. Well, somebody said, I believed it, but I didn't receive. Well, you might have thought you believed it. You might even believed you believed it, but you didn't believe it the way the Bible said believe it or you would have received. Now, let me show you something. I'm not just being hard here. I'm saying this to shock you into a point that I'm going to make. Jesus said, Matthew 21, 22, all things, how many things? All things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Now, that's a strong statement. In other words, the prayer of faith will work. But you've got to believe it when you pray it. 
You don't believe it when you see it. You believe it when you pray it. Then it backs up with Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. There again, there's two witnesses right there. Then there's another witness. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will. Who wills? You will. And it shall be done by the Father which is in heaven. Now there's three things that says that if you pray it and believe it, you'll have it. Now what happens? You cannot pray and believe it unless you know what God said about it. Now listen to me. It is impossible to pray the prayer of faith if you do not know what God's will is concerning that matter. It's impossible. Can't be done. And there's so many people praying for things that they don't know what God said about it. They have no idea what God said about it. Then it's impossible for them to pray in faith. So they pray, Lord, if it be thy will. Well, that's about the only way they know to pray. Well, if that's all you know. But now let me tell you something. When God says in his word what his will is, the seed is in itself. The faith of God to cause the manifestation of the promise is in the promise itself. Now, if that word abides in you, Jesus says, ask what you will and it shall be done. God's will is already established in you because the word is in you if you know what God said about it. And that word is in you. Now, it's got to abide in you. It can't be in there one minute and cast out the next. It has to abide in you. So if it's in there, then you have God's will for it. You know what God's will is. And faith is there because faith is in the word of God. So the word itself, the promise itself, has the faith sufficient to cause the manifestation of that thing in your life. Then you pray and then you will receive. But it is impossible to pray the prayer of faith if you don't know the will of God. It can't be done. And the reason it can't be done is because the faith to cause the manifestation of the promise is in the word itself. The seed is in itself. Therefore, to pray about something that God has established what his will is and say, Lord, if it be thy will, would be no faith at all. Because you don't know, if you don't know his will, you don't know his word, so you couldn't have faith, the Bible faith. Do you understand? Now, I know that some of these things may be a little contrary to what you've had in your mind. But you see, the word of God's very specific on that. See, it's impossible to ask in faith when you do not know what the will of God is. So it's important, tremendously important. To know what God has said. To keep the word in you. That's why Jesus said a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. He bringeth forth good things. He has the word of God in his heart. The word's abiding in him. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Trust you've been blessed by the word of God today. Now, all of this week we have book and CD offer number 7513. God's Image of You is a 77-page paperback. And two CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. In this book, we talk about 
God's image of you, what his image of you is. God sees you as an overcomer. You know, John wrote and said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, God says in his word, and John was giving you what the Holy Spirit authored, that you're sons of God now. You're not going to become a son of God one of these days when you get to heaven. You're a son of God now if you're born again. John said it this way, He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. So it's that simple. If you're born again, you have Jesus the Son. If you're not born again, if you've not received Jesus as your Lord, then you don't have life. God sees you as the righteousness of God in Christ, created to have dominion. This is one of the chapter titles in the book. God created man to have dominion on this planet. Read it in Genesis 1. Then chapter 3 is... In the image of God. You were created in the image of God and in His likeness. You need to see yourself the way God sees you. Then chapter 5 is speaking the image. You speak the image that God has in His Word. You say what God says about you. Don't say what the enemy says. This book will be a blessing to you. That's book and CD offer number 7513. God's Image of You. A 77-page paperback and two CDs. For $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. We have a toll-free order line. That's 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.